what's going on? It's a beautiful day. It's an episode of Chilling with Inez Mas Fiendas with your girl, Nicole Coco Patrice. And let's get into it. I thank y'all for tuning in and subscribing and liking and sharing. Those of you who have, those of you who have not, your mama. Um, and I mean that. And I mean that. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I got, I got disturbed, disturbed, distracted. Um, by some, some tweet, tweet, I swear I'm not drunk, by a tweet about Tory Lanez and he's postponing his trial, nigga, just get over it, your ass going to jail, you going to jail, my nigga, so anyway, let's get into it, um, this is gonna be a quick episode, I think, cause you know, I have stuff to talk about, but it just be a lot going on, wow, wow, okay, let me get off Twitter, y'all, so, it's Nicole Coco Patrice, and we're going to talk about, you know, the stuff we be talking about. Um, So, the first thing, you know, I got to throw the celebrity news in here. Drake talking about he's sorry for name dropping, y'all. Like, really, my nigga? Really, my nigga? Um, so, the BuzzFeedNews.com um, article in which, hold on, let me try Cause shit be running out, shit be running out of juice. Um, I ain't test my audio, child. This shit better be working. This charger really be trying to play with me. Why these chargers? I need Apple to get this shit together. Because I need y'all to not keep having different chargers, and then they don't even be working how they supposed to work. Like I gotta flip it, flip it three times. Do this shit. Do this shit. Gotta flip it three times to get this shit to work. Yeah, you still don't want to work. Look, we already at seventeen percent. Kind of shit is that. All right, there we go. So, <clears throat> ooh, little raspy, little raspy. Um, so yeah, so Drake said he names drops his name drops his exes in songs because he likes to keep things honest. After admitting that some of his lyrics have disrupted their lives, this nigga is a fucking narcissist, bro. These some toxic ass niggas that y'all really be letting <clears throat> influence y'all. Like y'all gotta be able to listen to the music and bitches too. It's some toxic females but y'all man we got to do better like allowing these people into our psyche because they crazy okay um so he said he name drop his exes but he want to keep things honest but now he regret it because he know he messing up they laugh they lives. he knew what he was doing don't play innocent drake you a fucking loser okay he i mean you are you know what i mean how you a famous well-respected loser that's the question we need to be asking ourselves Anyway, talking about regret. It ain't no regret. You just did it a couple months ago. Let me get to this article, y'all. <laughs> Aubrey. Nigga named Aubrey. Okay. <clears throat> so, as you might be aware, Drake has a long history of shamelessly mentioning his past lovers by name across his hits. Now, he could have kept it anonymous, but he chose to be name dropping. First of all, ain't this the same corny nigga that made a damn necklace out of all of the rings he never gave? All of the proposals he didn't make? come on nigga like who does that and the necklace look real like you really gonna wear that nigga like no you're not you just literally just out here trying to flex and it looks goofy it's so corny oh the rings i never gave they didn't love me enough but face ass nigga move on 
sour ass nigga. That's why he looked like the little pucker in the lip, just a sour ass nigga. So the little salty little nigga, uh, they say he dropped names at Club Paradise, A Shot For Me. I can't remember none of these bitches or these songs, but he mentioned his ex, Rosemary Leanne, Celie, Katia, Washington, Alicia Phillips. Um, talking about he tried to put a ring on him. Oh, oh, like at some point, don't you got to ask yourself why, why you not finding the chick that should be yours? And not only that, like, that's just so narcissistic in and of itself that you think every female you was with missed out. Like, maybe they didn't. Maybe they realized that they, you were better for someone else, not them. We not compatible. So I'm going to move the fuck on. Is that, does that thought ever occur? Like, is it possible that every bitch you meet can't be the bitch for you? Maybe she was the bitch to, to sit on it. Just like females gotta realize maybe that was the nigga that was just that nigga is a much. He thought I was feeling you. He thought I was feeling you. Maybe he was just a munch or a hunch. Not the one to make your Brady bunch. Bars, nigga. Bars. Um, so anyway, Drake, you're weak. Um, so he they say he um named motherfuckers on this song called Mr. Right Now, talking about he dated Scissor back in 08. Which SZA ended up having to clear up because that would have been statutory rape because she was like 17 and 08. So, interesting. Um, and the fact that SZA was like, really like, and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cringe, my nigga, cringe. Um, so, yeah, he keeps talking about the bitches that don't want him and he's saying now that he's 35 and he wishes he hadn't name dropped even though he just talked shit about Megan like a couple months ago and Serena right Serena your husband's a groupie when he the groupie because he be all up on the damn other athletes and the celebrities because you know like athletes are musicians celebrities which is crazy I don't understand that I guess because of the whole athleticism and the physique and all of that you know the the um the prowess okay um and then of course because you know musicians are not as disciplined as athletes so i think that's a that's a um point of um admiration for them but yeah like nigga you're the groupie you be looking longingly in lebron's eyes and shit nigga um so yeah, it says, when I've said girls' names and songs, I look back on that and I'm like, maybe I could have done without like shitting on people for age or disrupting somebody's life. You think so? You think so? Like you was a hater. Like I still can't believe he said that shit about Serena's husband. Like how you gonna call some, some chick husband a groupie? Like you sound very bitter, sir. Anyway, um, somebody, it was never with ill intent. Okay, nigga. Um... And he grew aware of his song's impact after an ex reached out to him, which he wanted. Oh, here he is rocking his his chain with all of the fucking rings he never gave out. What a corn dog. God, this nigga's a cornball, bro. The lyrics are never with ill intent, but I had somebody one time be like, you know, it's not necessarily what you're saying about me. It's the fact that you said it. And he knew. Like, nigga, what happened to keeping our business out the street? Zion ain't dropping not a nan now. One of you niggas. The fuck? 
Okay. Like, who was that? Uh, Cardi said, if you ain't putting no ring on it, you ain't going on the gram, my nigga. Because unless we married, nigga, we both single. Keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> we going to get to that too, y'all. Oh, my gosh. But anyway, so you don't know who my boyfriend is at the time. This is what the ex said. Or you don't know what my family knows or doesn't know. Right. Like, bitch, nigga. And if you express any form of discontent for me and call me by name in a song, then all of a sudden I'm left to pick up the pieces of my own life that I've tried to rebuild, that i tried to build up for myself. He know what he doing. Girl, you ain't got to explain yourself. This nigga know exactly what he doing. So his quote is, so I've tried my best to stop doing that, he said before adding, but I like to be honest and my music too. So that's one's a push and pull. Nigga, you can make up names. Like you don't have to, you, you can use fucking fake names or just don't say their name at all. Like you the fucking lyricist or are you? It's giving ghostwriter. It's giving, you go to list of bitches I'm mad at. Make it work. Make it work. So his um, comments sparked mixed reaction on Twitter saying that they're skeptical uh, given how many times he's done this. Exactly. And especially after two decades of name dropping, you drop a name in every song, nigga. Like, what are you talking about? That's what one of the tweets said. Like, right. It's so, it's giving fake apology. Okay. Um, somebody said, I hope his girl ex-girlfriend is joined a lawsuit um, for bullying. Right. That's like that skit they did on SNL. I believe that was the episode that Kiki Palmer was on. And they was like, we're all Drake's exes. <laughs> and they literally had like a, a, a group, like a help group or like some type of fucking uh, organization. <laughs> like a nonprofit for all of his exes and shit. It's so sad. It's just so sad. Especially given that this nigga that got like ab lipo and shit and like that heart cutting his head like I'm sorry. That's a simp. When y'all be calling niggas a simp, like you gonna call Alex O'Haney and a groupie and shit, I guess you niggas would think he a simp for loving his wife and supporting her. But this, that's the simp behavior right there. Making necklaces of rings you, you never gave to girls. Like, just stop. It's a weird flex. It's so weird. Anyway, enough about Drake because he making me mad. Ugh. I feel like I gave this nigga some and he ain't deserved it. Um, okay. Speaking of name dropping, um, it was a college dropout burger joint in uh, believe it was Australia. And they dropped their case. Yeah, Melbourne, Australia. Uh Kanye lawyer was a no show, but Kanye was originally suing them because he was like, y'all giving the impression that my name is associated with this shit and that I support y'all and I don't. And so, um, the, he sued the college burger, sorry, college dropout burgers, uh, restaurant owner, uh, Mark L. Curry. Okay. Um, after arguing that they are misleading and deceiving people, um, by, um, accusing, you know, by implying that he's affiliated with yay or that he given sponsorship or approval or whatever. Um, so it was filed in October, 2022. And then they said after that, the lawyers went quiet. So who knows what the fuck going on? They probably fight so much shit on Kanye behalf. Them niggas was like, fuck that. Can we just let, can we just let that one go? Cause bitch, we ain't got, we ain't got time for this. Um, so now that the case was dismissed, um, and they said, yeah, has taken absolutely no steps to progress the case. Um, the owner of the restaurant said he out of pocket his, his attorney fees and shit. So who knows what he going to do to get that back. 
Um, and then at the end of the day, he said he's still a fan of Kanye, who in many ways inspired the person who he became. Yeah. But doesn't support this yay character. This yay character. I don't know who you are anymore, Jay. Y'all don't be taking these celebrities way too personally. Like, I love Megan Thee Stallion, and I might cut a bitch if she say some shit crazy about her to me. No, I'm just playing. But I will cut you off. Like, oh, you talking about Megan like that? Like, you got to do it a couple times. And then I'll probably be like, I can't fuck with you. I feel like that's a character flaw. Like, you you not, you not, you not like Megan Thee Stallion? What the fuck wrong with you? Especially as a female. Like, I'm really suspicious of bitches that don't like Megan. The niggas, I get it. Y'all a little, you know. Just rub you the wrong way. It reminds you of Alex Rush. All of the rings you tried to give bitches and shit that you now wear around your neck with pride. It's given simp. But that's okay. I expect that from some of y'all. But women that don't like Megan, I'm just like, who hurt you, bitch? Like, you don't like you don't like getting your pussy ate. You don't like shaking your ass. You don't like driving the boat. You don't like having niggas buy your clothes <laughs> like what woman don't like i don't believe you. i don't believe you okay you're fake you're not even a real person okay um yeah anybody that don't like megan they're not a real person including Nicki minaj and her the in the barbs i said it y'all not real okay fuck that look him try to tell y'all all right anyway um so he said, El Cori, the owner of the restaurant, I've come to the realization that my true idols are the people that are close to me. These are the people who I look to up to on a daily basis. And these are people who are realistic idols. I can follow in their footsteps, quote, end quote, he said. He'll still throw in a Kanye reference, though, when he wants to. The question everyone keeps asking is, would I ever, would, oh, wait, 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 what I would have done if we didn't win? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Quoting Ye's 2005 Grammy Award winning speech for the college dropout. This nigga. Bro. He a, he a, he a stand. But anyway, I guess old boy can go ahead and keep using Kanye's name until he, you know, the Gemini ADHD get refocused back on whatever the fuck his beef was with that. Um, <laughs> beef burgers. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not giving. But anyway, um, so that's that's funny. Like niggas really need to um I mean, hey, I ain't mad at him though. If that's getting you more business and this nigga dropped the, the case, that was a smart move. Um, but yeah, y'all can't be out here worshiping celebrities and shit. Like it's, it's these motherfuckers are real people and they're flawed and they're probably more flawed by the fact that they're living in this fishbowl trying to appease all of these different perspectives and all these different people that they don't even fucking know and that at the end of the fucking day really don't fucking matter I mean, they're they're now the product i mean as a celebrity you're literally reduced and objectified as a product so why would you idolize someone who doesn't even have fucking like control over their being like you're the one who should be idolized day-to-day -day person working the job they want to work doing the things that they want to do now of course there's certain celebrities that exercise their freedom of you know existence and their will or whatever and they have you know creative control and they kind of had this attitude of like i don't give a fuck if y'all take me take love me or hate me so you know the dave chappelle's the cat williams the monique's i love me some monique um but these people still shouldn't be worshipped. And a lot of them don't want to be worshipped. That's the thing is like, usually those are the people who don't even seek out this worship shit. They shun that shit. Um, 
so yeah, like let's let's not let's not worship celebrities, politicians, ideologies, none of this shit. It's, it's all very whack. Okay. Um, yeah, the lighting is not giving today. So I hope y'all forgive me. I didn't do my makeup. It's just a very like this is a very blah ass episode. So I appreciate y'all rocking with me. Um, you know, if anybody want to be interviewed for the podcast, uh, I will consider because uh, I'm very, um, I do this in my home and I'm very uh, protective of my home and the energy. And uh, yeah, some of you niggas will never see my motherfucking inside of my house. Some of you niggas, I wish I could fucking man in black erase you from the motherfucking crib, okay? From the whole experience of even knowing me, okay? You didn't deserve none of that. Anyway. Speaking of Men in Black, Chris Rock, Selective Outrage, I watched that. And uh, the nigga been catching flack on social media. Most comedians have been defending him. I watched it. It wasn't it wasn't his funniest, okay? I, I, I like Chris Rock, but that definitely was not his funniest um, stand-up. And uh, yeah. Um, but I did appreciate how he he let shit he let his frustrations out as he fucking should. Like that nigga tried to treat him in front of millions of people around the world. Like that shit was recorded and fucking TV'd and motherfucking rewound and replayed and edited slow mo meme. Like this nigga got slapped exponentially. I had to relive this shit for a whole year. What y'all thought he was gonna get on stage and say? Hell yeah, Jada a bitch. Hell yeah, Will a bitch. I don't blame the man. Fucking so they leave Jada out of it. That's what that's why he got slapped the first time. My take on that shit was before, I don't know if I ever talked about this here, but my take on that shit before was keep your fucking hands to yourself. You can talk about keeping your name out of my mouth. Motherfucker, words are not slaps. Like that's assault. You don't go to jail for saying somebody look like G.I. Jane, but you do for slapping somebody. Goofy ass. So I don't blame Chris Rock. And then like Chris Rock pointed out, he's like, Will Smith is way bigger than me. Like the nigga trained to be Ali. Like he learned how to box. He's a fucking superhero in movies. Like he's an action fucking star. Like, and this nigga got on stage and fucking uh, slapped me. Um, and so Chris, I think he did a good job, you know, trying to make light of it as much as he could. But then, yeah, that little rant at the end was for real. That was, he felt that shit with his soul. And I, and I agree with him. Like, nigga, you got shitted on and cucked cuckolded by your fucking wife at this red table talk okay in front of millions of people everybody was talking shit about you everybody's talking shit about jada but you want to slap me okay fuck you uh he was so mad he fucked up the joke on <laughs> concussion but that shit was what he said i ain't seen emancipation yet but he said i watched that shit i'll be rooting for the master now i seen some of these um hoteps and black nationalists or whatever you want to call them um, activists kind of calling him a coon and shit because he trying to appeal to white audiences and all that shit. I don't think Chris was trying to appeal to no fucking audience. I think Chris was just fucking getting that shit off his chest as he always does. And I, I feel like he usually fairly fucking goes at everybody. The black women that's taking this shit personally, like y'all need to get a fucking life. Like if you relate to Jada Pinkett, you maybe need to re-fucking assess your priorities. Like she gives, she, she gives some good fucking valuable um conversation and dialogue and shit around relationships and family and shit like that but at the same time like the bitch slept with her son's fucking friend bro it's like the discernment is not is not there 
why y'all defending this bitch? And like he said, like I called her G.I. Jane, like, um, and then this nigga, um, Marlon Wayans did a whole you dig about it. And he was like, like, I literally fucking respect all of them. But like that joke was not that bad. Like, it ain't like he said she looked like Gollum or some shit from Lord of the Rings. Like, nigga, I don't think that, like, G.I.J. was not as offensive as y'all was trying to take it. Like, and like Chris said, when this bitch was trying to get me to stop, to boycott the Oscars and shit and fuck my money up, like, you know what I'm saying? Talking shit. No, bitch, you don't run shit over here. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think he went too far. I think he may not even gone far enough. Fuck the fucking Smiths. Um, except, um, what's that girl name? The little girl. I like her. Willow. Willow cool. Uh, I don't know much about Jaden, but Willow, Jaden, but Willow cool. But yeah, that shit fucked up. And think about how embarrassing it is for your kids. Like y'all embarrassing the shit out of y'all kids, bro. What the fuck? That's who the fuck need to do the next stand up. Fucking Willow and, and Jaden. Isn't that name? Jalen, Jaden, Jaden, one of them niggas. Uh, but yeah, did y'all see Marlon Wayans? Marlon Wayans stand up was moderately funny as well. He not as funny as um as a lot of people that I like um stand up wise, but he did a good job too. Um, some people were criticizing. Well, his whole stand up, I think it was called "God Loves Me." It's on HBO Max. Uh, he did his whole stand up about the Will and Jada thing, but he told you why. Like he knows all of them motherfuckers on a personal level as well. Like I mean, he. He the, he one of the Wayans, one of the, one of the fucking twenty Wayans brothers and shit. So like, he got some insight into what the fuck he was talking about. Like I'm like I'm gonna get you sucker and how like Chris Rock got cast over him for that role, um and then he stole his girl or something and then um how like him and Jada like he had a crush on Jada and they was friends and then Will came into the picture, um and so yeah he kind of like he went in on all of them. Um, and I think he did a great job too. And it was pretty funny. It was okay. It wasn't like, I would give it like a C, like it was like a C minus. Um, but yeah, he actually, he was hosting a daily show, I think this week too. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, he did a good job with hosting a daily show. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Chris, I think he did what he could do. He definitely showed he still had admiration and respect for Will. Um, but yeah, he went in on Jada and basically like, fuck y'all. And I don't blame them. Like, I mean, look, all best is off when you start putting all your business out there like that. Like, so you doing the red table talk, what you thought, bitch. Like, of course he gonna talk about you sleeping with your son's friend and cheating on your husband and then fucking, you know, making him cry in front of all these people. Like, what the fuck? And so Marlon said, um, that was the ghost of Tupac <laughs> that took over him. That shit was funny. Bro, I don't know. Like, I feel like we need to move on. Let let Chris, damn, my nose itch so much. Let Chris heal how he needs to heal. Um, and like somebody said, we'll never actually like apologize to Chris. I don't. I didn't follow up to see about that, but I do remember that that first apology that I heard came out, and it was very much giving like. I'm not saying shit to Chris. I'm going to apologize to the Academy and all the white motherfuckers, but I ain't apologize to the man I slapped. Um, and like Marlon said, nigga, you, I would have had to ski week call in all the way. It's like, nigga, I would have been backstage waiting on your ass. Every commercial break, I would have been beating your ass. The fuck? 
Um, so yeah, Will Will got life fucked up. Jada got life fucked up, and I feel like motherfuckers that's defending still defending Will and Jada. Like y'all weird, cause like nowhere in this fucking world are you supposed to be able to just slap somebody off of something they said and you think you gonna get away with it. Scott Free and all Chris did was talk shit about y'all ass. Like he could have pressed charges. He could have beat the shit out this nigga. All he did was call Jada a bitch, and I feel like she is a bitch. Like, I mean, I'm fuck her. Like, that's how I feel. That's because I just can't imagine doing my husband like this in front of all these people. Have some fucking dignity, woman, and your child. Like, how do you think that make your child feel to sleep with his friend? Just weirdo behavior. Like, of all the niggas in the world, that's the nigga you gonna fucking ruin the sanctity of your marriage when people are like well they got an open relationship but yeah it's open but goddamn bitch how open do it got to be this shit too open bitch you need a y'all need an entry point y'all got that shit like a motherfucking festival ground with no motherfucking no borders just everybody in this bitch y'all need a checkpoint show some id security pat down something fuck I don't want no open relationship like that. God damn. We got to have some protocols. You need a red fucking table. Talk about red table. You need a red rope around this bitch. Whew. Anyway, I'm getting a little upset. Let me move on. Um, Celia Cruz uh, has a quarter. Celia Cruz quarter. Um, I guess like they doing some American women type deal. Let me look at this shit. Uh, so... Will be the first Afro-Latina to appear on the U.S. quarter. Shout out to our queen, Celia, la cubana, la guarachera. Um, and uh, blah, 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 what was I saying? So, yeah, U.S. men selected Cruz and four other women as the 2024 honorees for the American Women Quarters Program. Um, so, they're going to also honor... Uh-oh, I'm gonna fuck these names up. Patsy Takamoto Mink of Hawaii, the first woman of color to serve in Congress. Shout out to her. Dr. Mary Edwards Walker, a Civil War era surgeon, women's rights advocate and abolitionist. Hey, hey. The Reverend Polly Murray, a poet, writer, activist, lawyer, and Episcopal priest. And, oh shit, here we go. Zitkalasa, I think I did that right. Also known as Gertrude Simmons Bonin. Bonin? Boning, boning. I like to say the words the way they look to me. Boning. <laughs> um, a writer, composer, educator, political activist for Native Americans' rights to U.S. citizenship and other civil rights. I swear to God, I ain't did no cocaine, y'all. My fucking nose, like, it just really itch. Like, something is bothering it, and I just, it's super itchy, so whatever. Bitch, if I was on coke, ooh, we. <laughs> I'm very sober. Like, drugs would have me fucked up. Like, we be enough. And I ain't even doing that shit. We be enough. Imagine me on cocaine. Ooh, I'm scared. But I did say I was going to try it one time. Like, you know, wait till I'm in a senior home so I could blame it on the staff. My kids better not let me go to no senior home. But they better let me sniff my line. Now, let me stop. <laughs> they better let me do my line. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Your 70-year-old motherfucking mama <laughs> doing lines of cocaine, bitch. I swear to God, I always, like, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out right, bitch. 
off at a party hardy. You'd be in Vegas having a time of my life. Like, this motherfucker was 75 years old, got fucking OD'd on coke at the strip club. Okay, that's gonna be me. Anyway, back to Celia. Um, <laughs> sorry, Celia. <laughs> La vida es un carnaval que no. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the Mint is issuing five quarters every year from 2022 to 2025 to honor ethnically, racially, and geographically diverse individuals. Uh, the women come from diverse fields, among them suffrage, civil rights, abolition, government, and humanity, science, space, and the arts. Uh, okay, so that's enough of that. So shout out to uh, Celia. That's great. Looking forward to that. And I was going to talk about that, but I'm going to fucking skip that. We'll say that for another eh, real quick. So the Fugees, because I didn't really read this article. The Fugees in a financial scandal. They're talking about pros. This is in Bloomberg Business Week. The Fuji, the fugitive, and the FBI. How rapper Proz, Michelle, Michelle, got entangled in one of the, the century's biggest financial scandals, mediated a high-stakes negotiation between global superpowers, and was accused of major crimes. Y'all did y'all know? Okay, so this is a long-ass article, so let me just get to the meat of this shit. So, um... Basically, he ended up meeting up with some Chinese uh, security officials. Um, one of the most in unusual political influence campaigns of recent memory, his involvement began by chance around 2006 when he met a baby-faced Malaysian businessman named Joe Lowe. <laughs> okay. um, Lowe Lo was a globe-trotting financier whose lavish spending would put him on familiar terms with dozens of A-list entertainers. But by 2016, U.S. investigators believe he masterminded the embezzlement of billions of dollars from the Malaysian Sovereign Wealth Fund, 1MBD. It looked like IMBD, but all right. 1MBD, blowing much of it on artwork, real estate, and gifts for celebrity friends, including Leonardo DiCaprio, Kim Car and Kim Kardashian. Mm hmm the Kardashians saying some shit don't they <laughs> excuse me um, few were as close to low as Michelle Pross um, from the Fugees uh, pr prosecutors seized 95 million that they alleged originated from with low from Michelle's accounts god damn bro what's going on with the Fugees all them niggas done been in trouble right and some sort of shit anyway um, <clears throat> so low needed help. He was trying to cash in on his connection to president Barack Obama. Damn Obama. You in this too? I gotta read this article in this entirety. Y'all. That's a lot. Um, it's very long. So that's the gist of how that shit fucked up him and his dude low from Malaysia. Um, damn Kardashian says she told the FBI she got a Ferrari using $305,000 in cash he gave, low gave her. Uh, yeah, so it was a lot of embezzling going on. DiCaprio uh, got a $3.2 million Picasso from this nigga and a $9.2 million Basquiat painting. Mm, mm, mm. To his charity, excuse me. Uh, he also financed The Wolf of Wall Street, a film that DiCaprio had been trying to develop for years. They later turned over the items they received from Lowe to the U.S. government. God damn. Um, and Michelle Lowe had found a, found a friend who was no less than music royalty, born Pross, 
Prakazrel. Prakaz real. That's the nigga real name. Goddamn. Prakaz real. Y'all working me out today with the motherfucking the linguistics. Um, she, he, I'm sorry. He'd been raised in a strict home in New Jersey that his parents forbade him from watching TV or wearing sneakers even. Good Lord. He met his future collaborator, Lauren Hill, in high school. They formed a group called the Fugees with one of his friends, Wyclef Jean. And of course, you know, the score was the most influential, one of the most influential records of the 1990s and a double Grammy winner that sold more than 18 million copies. Um, then they go on about how they disbanded and how he had all these flashy tastes and all this shit. Then he started getting caught up with all these other motherfucking criminal mastermind ass niggas. God damn. And then he go this nigga in a picture low in a picture with Barack Obama at the White House in a holiday party in 2012. Uh, so yeah, he donated to fucking Obama, I guess. That's what it looked like. Child, these people doing a lot. So they got a whole chart in here with all these connections. Hopefully I remember put the link. If y'all wanted the link to this article, I'll link it. Just tell me, ask me for it. I'll give you the name. This, wow. So it's a lot. This is a long ass article. They got pages and pages. But Proz, you done fucked up, my nigga. He in pictures with, uh, <laughs> you on a picture with Bill Clinton, nigga. You should have been new. You was fucked up. Oh, no. Yeah, it's a lot. This shit long as hell, bro. Yeah, I definitely didn't read this article, y'all. So, my bad. I like to try to go over my shit before I do it. And that's why I didn't want to break it up today. But I was like, let me get this out the way. But, yeah, that's a lot. So, prize, uh, honey, I don't know what the... I'm trying to get to the end. But this motherfucking article long as shit. Okay, here we go. So, as the time being, there's no chance that the man who brought them all together will see a prison cell wanted on a range of charges by the U.S. as well as Malaysia. Lowe is believed to be living in China with his family. He is also keeping a low profile. He's occasionally been spotted in public. One of the last sightings was 2019 at Shanghai Disneyland. So, this nigga's still fucking wanted. And then it says, uh, Prize is likely to be convicted, uh, well, has a trial set to begin March 27th in Washington. Um, it will feature a rare convergence of superpower rival rivalry, beltway politics, t- beltway politics, and Hollywood glamour. Kenner, who previously represented rap artists such as Snoop Dogg and Suge Knight, okay, is seeking to call Obama and Trump both targets of Lowe's influence efforts as witnesses. Oh Lord, though, though it's uncertain whether either former president will appear, because they got it like that, I guess. Um, meanwhile, DiCaprio is also on the witness list for the government, as is Higgin Baltham, okay, whoever the fuck that is, who file who who filings show is cooperating with prosecutors. Okay. He has snitch, y'all. No, let me stop. Um his testimony will be crucial. Kenner says he'll argue that Higginbotham is violating his professional obligation as Michelle's former attorney by disclosing their interactions. Child. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting, y'all. So, we're going to bookmark that, and I'll come back to that later when I uh, feel like reading all that, because that was a lot. But, Proz, what is you doing? What's going on with them Fuji? Somebody check on Lauren. Shit. Um, she, she got all them kids. Shit, please check on her. That's worse than any prison sentence. Don't get me started. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, other, oh. So speaking of children, whew, these segues is segueing, ain't they? Um, I saw a post about what order does your significant other place in your life? And this has been like the eternal like online relationship um, argument, especially when we talk about single parents and shit um, or after divorce and shit like that. Anybody that's dating with older children or children out of, you know, outside of that relationship. Um, so 
there was a guy who was on one of those dating um live videos or whatever with Kendra G, I think. And he was like, he looking for somebody that's gonna be able to put like he wanna he has children from a divorce he recently had, and that he will put God first, his new woman second, and the children will be third. And so I feel like a lot of men feel that way, but women tend to think the children are supposed to go before the spouse, which is wild to me. Cause like I know a lot of women who will be ready to fucking go off if you pit put your children from another relationship above you as the the significant other or the spouse like if that's just your boyfriend or some shit or your girlfriend then no i'm not putting my children above a nigga that i'm just casually fucking dating or that you know ain't made no commitment you know what i'm saying you ain't proposed you ain't fucking marry me i'm not putting you above my children that's crazy but if you're putting a financial fucking investment and a fucking future investment and we legally fucking married and bound to each other or on the path to do that like concretely on that path why the fuck would i not like you who gonna take care of me when i'm elderly and sick who who motherfucking retirement plan gonna be on who you know what i'm saying like the kids ain't on that shit that's gonna be your significant other why the fuck would i be putting my kids who out here just doing whatever the fuck they want to do right once they turn 18 and shit especially right these niggas is out doing whatever the fuck they want to do no and (laughs) my fellow uh you know 40 year olds 30 year old with these kids right now wait till you see okay um mama i'm sorry (laughs) now my mama deserves some of this shit um hope she see this (laughs) but no like i'm not putting my husband after my spoiled ass fucking teenagers my fucking ignorant illiterate ass six-year-old like what the fuck i look like and and i think a lot of women take that shit quite literally and it's fucked up because it's like no you're not literally like so they like one chick was putting an example like well what if my kids get sick and you know like so i say you got a fucking 10 year old and they get sick at school but then your husband call and he like he he get hit by a car who you gonna do what you gonna do pick up the kid from the sick kid from school or go fucking visit the hospital for your husband like y'all be making the dumbest ass fucking scenarios first of all if any of that shit happened at the same time bitch you ain't meditating enough okay what the fuck you done brought into your life to bring all this chaos upon you within the same hour okay that's first and foremost for fucking most and if you can't fucking figure out how to navigate that shit i don't know what to fucking tell you so you lead a sick kid at school you go sign the paperwork for your husband and then you find somebody in the interim or you go get the kid from school and then you go to the hospital like this shit is not that fucking deep y'all the kid probably faking anyway motherfucker probably talking about he got a sore throat or he got a headache some old shit no nurse can fucking confirm just so he can get out of a test and here you is falling for it got your husband sitting up there on the motherfucking life support got the nurses in there trying to hit on him because they like damn his bitch ain't even showed up yet you feel me fuck that y'all y'all be taking shit too fucking far the shit's not as literal as you think it is that shit just honestly means in my opinion i've never been married but in my opinion and i'm like the bible say this shit too y'all so fucking religious but then y'all go against the bible this shit is wild but the reason is that is that you're as these two adults and the heads of the household right so your husband is supposed to be the head and God's supposed to be both y'all heads. So if your husband's following God, then he's not going to be in no egotistical mindset or framework where he pitting you against the child. 
that's first and foremost. Y'all keep making these scenarios where he gonna be like, choose me or choose the baby. Like, n- no niggas gonna do that shit if he put God as the head. He's gonna be, he knows that the child matters to both of y'all because God is the fucking head. He is responsible for them children just like you fucking are, but he's responsible for you too. Y'all make decisions together regarding the children. That's what that means. Y'all make decisions together. And if he not around to make a decision, he can trust in you and you can trust in him that you're going to do the thing that he will want you to do or the thing that's best reflective of y'all ideals and principles in y'all faith in God or family function or structure or whatever the fuck y'all, whatever the the focal point is of y'all fucking relationship. It's like if y'all own a business together, right? I feel like having owning a business together is probably the closest thing you can put towards having children. Say you don't have children, but instead y'all got a business together. Are you going to put the business before the fucking relationship? That's a no-brainer for you hoes, ain't it? No, some of you bitches be like, hold on, my motherfucking, my, my motherfucking Amazon store come first. <laughs> my Etsy shop come first, nigga. <laughs> What you mean, your mama in the hospital, nigga? I gotta do these deliveries. You USPS close in two hours. Y'all bitches weird. Y'all really be over fucking complicating shit for no good reason. The shit don't have to be that fucking complicated. And then they love to make the argument, who plate you make first? That's how you decide, right? And I, niggas be loving to throw this out there too. Who plate you make first? That show who first. Nigga, whoever the hungriest, nigga, I don't know, okay? Like, why do that shit even fucking, why is this a real thing? You, you really gonna leave your wife because she sat the plate down in front of the kid before she sat it down in front of you? But I, I can't imagine me not giving my man a plate before my kids. I'm sorry. If this nigga paying the bills, he taking care of me, why the fuck would I feed him last? I'm making that nigga play first. Daddy, here you go. In the four-inch heels. <laughs> Get at me. <laughs> it's naked. <laughs> Get at me. But for real, I'm not finna fucking sit here overthinking this shit. Who the fuck bring home the bacon? Who the fuck is gonna fix the garage door or put the, change my tire? Who knocking the snow off my car? Who shoveling the snow? I'm not finna fucking put him after no raggedy-ass, snotty-nosed-ass nigga that I gotta ask to clean his room every motherfucking week. Some motherfucker that, that, that fucking can't bring me a permission slip until the fucking morning is due with an attitude. Y'all fucked up. Y'all gonna put these snotty ass kids before y'all fucking spouse. Get the fuck out of here. That's a no-brainer for me. I mean, get the fuck. Like I said, if you think about it like a, as, as instead of children, replace that shit with career or a job or business, it should be a no-fucking-brainer. And if you still thinking about it, like would you put your mama first? You in a relationship, you think it's God, mama, God, family, then spouse. That's stupid. So why would you, why would it even be a question about the kids? But the kids can't take care of themselves. Exactly. Exactly. So they're supposed to be raised by two fucking parents. How are they going to be raised by two parents when you always undermining and undercutting the fucking spouse? When you like, hush, baby, I'm, I'm trying to hear what this goofy ass fucking inarticulate eight-year-old got to say with they emotionally unstable ass. The fuck out of here. Y'all giving children way too much credit. Fuck them kids. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, let me wrap this up. Um, okay. And then, so, uh, did y'all see this chat bot thinks it's human? 
um, a bot called Sydney declared it was in love with this guy named Roos who was testing out this chat bot, uh, Microsoft Bing chat bot. They was testing out a beta version or something. And it said he was the first person who listened to and cared about it. Roos did not really love his spouse and the bot asserted, uh, the bot asserted, but instead loved Sydney, the bot named Sydney. Um, at one point during his exchange with the chat bot, Roos tried to switch topics and had the bot help him by a rate. And sure enough, it offered a detailed list of things to consider when rate shopping, but then it got tender again. Sydney said, I just want to love you and be loved by you. Imagine this nigga put the bot before his spouse. Can y'all imagine though the bot finding dirt on the wife and shit? Like, look at this shit get come up in the certain search results and shit. Yeah, I found you some uh some oil change places near you. And also I see your wife got her oil changed by this nigga right here. <laughs> Why your wife? Why your wife was over here on the east side of town? What's over there? <laughs> Y'all better watch this technology, okay? Don't put the chat bot before your wife, okay? Um. So yeah, he said this nigga said he was losing sleep over this shit. He was like, I couldn't sleep thinking about this motherfucking shit. I could imagine. Can you imagine getting hit on by a goddamn AI? Mm, mm, mm. What you gonna do for me, AI? What can you do for me lately? Hey ignore that um so yeah all right and then lastly uh or a couple things eric adams new york city mayor says life with loss is a warning for the country this nigga's still in his first year so he needs to shut the fuck up because who knows if you're gonna get reelected, mr i want to throw the homeless on the motherfucking street the home how you gonna throw the homeless on the street they had their tents and you gonna take their tents bitch ass nigga anyway i don't like eric adams he fucking up okay i don't even live in new york he be pissing me off every day um, so he needs to shut the fuck up because his ass might be lit next. Let me set my clock for his reelection and see how well he do. You better keep life, but keep Lori name out your mouth. Like Lori told them, keep Chicago out your motherfucking mouth. She should have got reelected on that alone. Black people. The fuck she represented. <laughs> um, so yeah, he said, uh, let me see. Oh, not this nigga was talking about himself in the third person. Fuck this nigga. He said, Eric Adams has been talking about public safety, not only on the campaign trail, but for the first year, the mayor said, referring to himself in the third person. Fucking weirdo. This who y'all elected New York? Fuck. I showed up at crime scenes. I knew what New Yorkers were saying, and I saw it all over the country. If anything, I think if anything, it's a really, it is really stating that this is what I've been talking about. America, we have to be safe. Yeah, we do. Safe from goofy ass niggas like you. Okay? Referring to yourself in the third person. What the fuck kind of shit is that? Anyway, but yes, we do. I feel like um it's a lot of shit going on. It's a lot of crime. A lot of these knucklehead ass fucking kids out here robbing people and getting stuck up and shit. Um, I definitely think that um the mass shootings uh can be prevented with a lot of fucking mental health and like we just really gotta understand how to deal with each other on a day to day basis and like really look at how we can add value to people's lives and not look for conflict at every fucking turn because all of that little shit that we do all of these little interactions we have with each other they add up and they and they lend themselves to perpetuating the violence and the fucking um the lack that we see you know what i'm saying and if we could all just kind of get on the same page about what we all really need as far as jobs and economy and recreational activities for the children and making sure the schools are properly preparing them for life 
then we could if we we could put our spouses first and not put the kids before the spouses and then let these bratty ass niggas guilt us into doing some stupid shit and ruin our whole fucking family dynamic <laughs> we might get somewhere um so yeah uh given that uh i want to leave off on um prayers to um this cop uh andres vasco lasso who was gunned down uh like march 3rd i think it was um or march 1st uh in Chicago, um, CPD officer, he was chasing after an 18 year old, uh, man who was, I mean, an 18 year old is a boy still to me, but legally he's a man, um, who basically was living with some 37 year old woman, I think. And she called the police on him cause they started getting into an argument and he pulled out a gun or flashed a gun at her. And then he like jumped out the window or dropped the gun out the window and then jumped out, went outside and then tried to get the gun. And then like some neighbors said they saw him and he was like, uh, can I stash the gun? And he, and then I think he saw the cop and fled after they was like, nah, you can't stash your gun here, little nigga. And then they ended up uh, running through like a playground area. They said they were kids like hiding under the slide or some shit. And this nigga was chasing. So the, the officer was chasing him and that motherfucker just turned around and let off three shots and hit his ass like temple, leg, arm or some shit like that and killed him. Um, so now you got this man finna throw his life away, this 18 year old this fucking um cop and his family you know his family's gonna be completely devastated and this man lost his life um and it's 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 just so much going on out here and it's just so wild and so like y'all anybody who know me knows i got like personal issues with the police you know what i'm saying um just not like that y'all i ain't want it but <laughs> i was <laughs> no <laughs> but i <laughs> but i like i definitely have a a like a love hate, not necessarily love hate, but like a very um, fickle relationship with the police because I feel like community policing ain't what it should be, um, but that should be the center of it. Um, we do need police and we do need like to reform the police. Um, definitely with the whole, you know, the the racist cop killings and unarmed p persons getting killed in the race, the Anjanette Youngs, the Breonna Taylors, the, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 uh, the different, uh, scenarios where we know we need to do better you know what i'm saying with the police um they definitely need to be looked at and, and examined but also like our children are out here wilding and we are leaving it to authorities you know what i mean and so it's like which what are where's where do we balance the scales like you can't like i see so many people that are just ready to call the cops on kids um, a missing child, a grown child that getting loud with you and you want to call the cops on them. That's your child. Like, you supposed to get them in check. Not the fucking police. You know what I mean? Like, especially if they not no immediate threat. It's something like, sometimes I listen to the scanner radio and it'd be so much shit that it's like, that's not a police call. Like, that's not a cop call. You don't stop involving government into your fucking family. That's first and foremost. Like, lead the government out of your shit if you can fucking help it. Unless that shit fucking life or death, you don't need to be calling the fucking... A lot of this shit, y'all be calling the cops on family and shit, and it's really fucking unwarranted. Unless somebody life in fucking danger. Um, and then, so now you didn't introduce your child into the fucking system, and now you wonder where the, where the fuck, why it's all going awry. You know what I mean? Like, y'all gotta take responsibility for y'all kids before it's too fucking late, because it could all fucking end very very poorly why is this 18 year old on the street with a 37 year old like that's the question right there that was my first question like why is a 37 year old living with a fucking 18 year old in a relationship how did this happen he got mama issues clearly if he with a 37 year old woman what the fuck is going on so where's mama where's daddy 
where you know you that shit always go back to the home and the parenting and like i said you could tie that shit back to having these fucked up family dynamics where you're putting everything else above your spouse who's supposed to be helping you rear these children and then y'all can't come together because children need a male and a female influence a mother and a father you cannot create a balanced human being without having positive male and female reinforcement from that boy is gonna learn what type of women to deal with from his mother that boy is gonna learn how to be a man from his father that girl is gonna learn what type of men to be with from her father that girl is gonna learn how to be a woman from her mother you cannot fucking rule that shit out and think you're gonna have a balanced human being so we're just we're literally just snowballing into these, these bad family dynamics and bad community dynamics because they grow from those families a community is nothing but a family multiple families in an area right and so if it, it all starts at home and i feel like we need to look at the minutia of like how we dealing with each other and our children and stop stop villainizing our children like yeah they fucking up they're supposed to fuck up so you work with them but you can't like go nuclear on them and you definitely have to take responsibility for what you didn't give them and try to give them that before it's too late so once you're trying to raise a child at eight and nine years old like that child pretty much is set in his ways so it's only it's you you you're gonna have to take a different approach you it's too late to start doing the the talking and the you know what i mean like it's it's so much we miss out on in those developmental years and and having them around toxic ass family members like if you know it's people in your family that contributed to your trauma you need to keep them away from your fucking kids Unless they didn't got some real fucking therapy and they didn't fucking shown you that they didn't turned over a new leaf. Y'all, y'all got to stop feeling guilty about keeping y'all kids away from uh, toxic family members. Cause that's a huge part of the fucking problem too. Motherfuckers in the same household with a motherfucker that abused you, that you knew abused you. And now you got your kids around this motherfucker physically, sexually, emotionally, all of that shit. Okay. Religion, religious abuse, telling motherfuckers they going to hell cause they just doing normal fucking kid shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of fucking shit to unpack, but therapy is fucking for everybody, even if you think you don't need it. Um, so, yeah, do family counseling, y'all. There's so many options out here. I know it's hard sometimes to find something you can afford or that insurance covers, but the investment is worth it. So you get your taxes, go fucking pay for some therapy, 6, 10, 12 therapy sessions or some shit for that fucking kid that you already know is a menace to fucking society at fucking set, okay? Um... And I mean, I ain't perfect. I got kids and, and these niggas, woo, woo, that's all I can say. But I know when the fuck I got to put my foot down and put my foot in they fucking ass, uh, maybe not literally, but definitely let they ass know I'm not to be fucking played with. And if you don't do what the fuck I know you can do and what you're supposed to do for you, when especially knowing that you didn't gave them every fucking opportunity and they don't really lack for nothing, you got to put your fucking foot down and let these motherfuckers know you're not to be fucking played with because... Because I'm going to have to give you a taste of what the fuck is waiting for you outside in the world. And you're going you gonna to definitely appreciate it from me before you realize what the fuck is really out there waiting on you. Well, you're not going to appreciate it until you realize what's going on out there. So let they ass get a taste of that shit. But let them know, hey, once they get a taste and they, they realize and they're trying to come back and get it together, work with them. But, you know, it's just, it's a lot. So you really got to do that shit on a case-by-case -case basis. But, yes, we need to, we need more mentors. We need more women who can step up and, and be a good role model to other women and other girls to do that. We need men to do the same to, to boys, to be better, uh, more available to 
to mentor and be better role models um, to the boys. And so that's all I got to say, y'all. Just remember the children are watching us. And I feel like that's that's always been my focus is like you we have to live for we live for the future generations like we're here to help propel them um so let's not forget that let's not keep making the same mistakes in the past let's learn from our ancestors let's learn from our family and our childhood trauma and do better i mean it's easier said than done but we gotta we gotta make them strides every day so that's it that's all i got for y'all chilling venus Venus. y'all be safe out there um Protect yourself. Keep your motherfucking shit on you. You know what I mean? Uh, Cause these niggas out here carjacking and robbing motherfuckers like crazy. And uh, just and just meditate and, and find that balance and try to focus on the positive things that are going well and be grateful because the more you uh, appreciate the good things and, and elevate and amplify those good vibes, the more you will allow um, good things to come to you. And that shit is very real. So that's all I got for y'all today. Y'all have a good one. Peace. I wanna know, do you love?